Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deepened Roots podcast. My name is Carol Olker. I am an intuitive health coach and the founder of Deepened Roots Health Coaching. You can check out the services I offer on www.deependroots.com. You can also find me and book a complimentary wellness breakthrough session under Deepened Roots Health Coaching on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check me out on LinkedIn by just looking up my name, Kara Olker. K-A-R-A-O-E-L as in llama, K-E-R. Deep and Roots podcast has been created to give my listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them in developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, intuition, and sass, because Authenticity is not an option in my world. You know what else isn't an option? Trusting your gut. If this appeals to you and you want to dive in to your own abundant health journey, reach the hell on out to me. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 19. Hello, peoples. <laughs> How's that beautiful mind of yours? It's about to get super vulnerable right now. In fact, downright messy because gut health is more than just knowing what to eat. And I want to be able to go there with you and let you in on my personal experience of what happens when your gut microbiota goes wild. Gut health holds the key to the essence of who we are and what makes us, us. Gut health is life, and life affects gut health. I make sure to shine light in this area often, and this episode is no exception. I am told all the time, oh, 
I don't really have gut issues, but they suffer from mental illness, eczema, and other medical issues. Name it. Yeah. I'm completely okay with agreeing to to disagree, though. It happens. Though this episode is going to highlight why looking at your life through your gut is crucial. World Mental Health Day was this past Saturday, October 10th, and the focus was on investing in psychosocial support and the, amid the pandemic. Why? Because literally every single person in the world has been affected by the various hardships and factors this pandemic has brought on at some capacity. It's been extremely stressful for medical professionals and frontline workers, parents, children, teachers, the unemployed, the sick and dying especially. And if you're also a person of color and or a part of the LGBTQIA community, this year has been exhausting. This year and COVID have been devastating in more than one way. Discrimination and racial injustice have been exposed and exacerbated. Suicide rates, domestic violence, sexual assault and murder, they've all spiked this year. Poverty, civil and political unrest, and on top of your own personal daily normal life. Chances are that there were stressors in your life before COVID made an an appearance, padded with expectations and negative self-talk. It's easy to continue to go down and down into this rabbit hole of despair, or just plain pretend all is well and keep climbing your way up to feeling good until you crash. That's why there is such a push for mental health to no longer be taboo, for wellness in general to no longer be taboo. This is no longer the time to be prim and proper, polite and passive. This shit is real. And so are your thoughts and feelings eating away at you and the real life stuff going on in your life. So there are three parts of this conversation I'd like to cover. The first part being how the thoughts and feelings we digest lead to the decisions behind what we physically digest. The second part being how the first part literally leaves an imprint not only in your brain, but in your gut. The third part being that your gut and brain actually and truly are connected. Like twinsies. (laughs) So part one, I often talk about how thoughts and feelings affect gut health but it's so true. I mean, I had to check myself this year, actually, big time. You betcha, I was struggle busing right along with everyone else in the beginning of the pandemic. Pre-COVID, I thought I, I had it all figured out. Today, this year was going to be my year. <laughs> That's what I thought on January 1st, 2020. I felt so strong mentally, emotionally, physically. My gut health recovered leaps and bounds compared to where I started five years ago. The food intolerances and inflammation I developed years ago had all but disappeared, and not eating gluten due to my celiac disease diagnosis still isn't a big deal to me. And that happened through a lot of thought and habit change around my feelings a lot of thought and habit change, which led to what and how I ate, breathed, 
slept, relaxed, engaged in relationships with myself and others. Then COVID happened and it felt like all that mental, emotional, and nutritional progress all went out the window. The plan with this year was that I was going to work full-time and continue to health coach part-time until I could transition into my business full-time by this September. Last month, guys. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, I had it all planned out to a T, and then COVID happened, and so did life. Hard. I was laid off from that full-time job in mid-March, uh, and I planned on keeping that as a cushion. So I was mourning the loss of control and my job, though I automatically just sprung to action and started up my health coaching business as if I had planned it all this way. But deep down, I was scared shitless, and those feelings caught up with me. There's a natural feeling of needing to feel as though you have to know how to do everything alone. And well, when you first start a business, and I just didn't know what I was doing. In addition to this, being physically alone without physical or intimate contact with anyone was jarring. Like hugs. Who misses hugs, anyone? <laughs> anyone? <laughs> I also came out as bisexual to myself and to my close friends, which was freeing yet confusing to navigate in my life at the time because it was at the start of a pandemic. And it's still taboo to talk about in general because why it's still socially expected to quote unquote come out if you're anything but strictly heterosexual is still beyond me. And people still have wild ideas as to what bisexuality is. So it's taken some time myself to understand these feelings I had suppressed since middle school and how suppressing my sexuality suppresses the authenticity of how I live my life, which is why this announcement is happening. So if you're listening and you've also been struggling with identifying or embracing your sexual orientation, it's okay and I love you. Big air hug. I mean, not only did I put pressure on myself to figure out my professional life, I put the pressure on myself to figure out how to navigate my personal life at the same time. I literally was transforming into a completely different person before my very own eyes at warp speed, which really triggered a lot of trauma and past woundings. I had it in my mind. I had to figure it all out and be perfect so that I can be a pillar of support for others. Yes, I know I'm a horrible client, and if I actually were one of my clients, I would have been fired. <laughs> so, and this all happened in the month of March alone. Then the slaying of Ahmad Arbery was exposed. Then George Floyd's, Breonna Taylor's. These instances were swept under, under the rug due to COVID, they said. Protests, riots, anger, and confusion towards what protests and riots are and who actually starts riots. Civil and political unrest. Choppers in the sky before and after curfew. People arrested in my own city before curfew. 
human rights violations swept under the rug. Seeing firsthand how people can fall through the system and help perpetuate the blame game on disadvantaged people. That this system takes advantage of disadvantaged people. These external events turned personal, not just for me, but for so many others. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, there are people who have had con contradicting experiences and opinions concerning the racial and civil and political unrest this year. Regardless, its impact has not left many unimpacted. It's ripped up a lot of ne negative talk that can fester and impact your gut health if left unchecked unchecked by the beginning of june i just said fuck it and i broke through to find my own purpose again as a whole and embrace that i had given myself permission to truly be my authentic self and authentically stand for what i stand for i no longer had to conceal it or lament my thoughts delicately due to working for conservative companies so game on <laughs> i've also been notoriously horrible at communicating my thoughts delicate, delicately in jobs anyways. So there's that. And to be honest, it's taken me a moment to figure out how to be a supportive and unoverbearing white ally in my business and how to be an evolving ally in my personal life for the rest of my life, not just when it's popular. I feel it's my personal responsibility to be aware of what's going on every day and how everyday systems put in place also place an unfair, unfair advantage against people of color, especially the black community. It's my personal responsibility to want to be a part of effective change without going through the whole tired song and dance that doesn't facilitate effective change. So really, the first three months especially were pure hell for everyone, especially the Black community and other people of color, especially first responders, those working on the front lines, those feeling the depths of their despair due to shelter in place being imposed, those who've lost their loved ones or lost their lives directly or indirectly due to COVID. Despite my personal struggles, I was and still am lucky, no doubt about it. I still have my health. I still have my family members safe in their homes and I have a strong support system. I ended up going back to counseling briefly in the beginning because I know how important it is to have a personal and professional support system. I just didn't feel safe within myself. I was transforming into a new version of myself and it was terrifying because I felt like I was reverting back to my old self. I was unsure if this old self would allow my new self to shine through. My thoughts, my feelings, and my eating and drinking habits reflected this personal terror, despite knowing I was evolving into a different person. So this is where the second part of the episode comes in and why this podcast episode is called Gut Microbiota Gone Wild. All of this change going on made my gut microbiota wild, everyone. Wild. And that caused me to feel run down, sluggish, and depressed. 
I reverted back to a lot of eating habits and mental and emotional self-abuse that I had subjected myself to before my health journey. And I didn't feel emotionally safe. What I felt say what felt safe and familiar to me was a lot of what took me on my initial health journey to begin with. My shame put a huge damper on my habits and how I saw myself, which tanked my gut health, which tanked the other areas of my life as well. It was comforting to know that every single coach and person I knew was also going through the spiral of their own personal hell while looking like they were keeping it together. I would check on other coaches' lives and they too looked like they were bearing, barely holding on, but with a smile. <laughs> but I had to go through it in my own way and not try to be like everyone else. It took me a minute to realize that me thinking I was prepared to take on the coaching world full-time pre-COVID was cute. Real cute. I had more learning and digging to do, as coaching full-time is different than part-time, and I went there. I let it be ugly for myself, and really, when we're going through our hardships, it always feels uglier than everyone else's ugly, so we often try to conceal our own ugly by diving deeper into it. But I had to do, I had to do it for my mental and emotional health. For my gut health, I worked hard to restore years ago to begin with, and really for you all and my clients, because if I couldn't allow myself to get ugly and recover from it, then how the hell could I expect you all to? I tapped into my why, my purpose, and I took a long, hard, objective look at myself. What serves me? I needed time to reflect the honest thoughts in my head, time to expand my mind and learn, time to seize the moment and work my ass off in my business, time to also be a social justice warrior with some other pretty amazing social justice veteran warriors, time to continually make my body, mind, and soul strong, time to live my truth, and time to just enjoy my urban neighborhood and the Queen City with my new puppy I had adopted from a friend who rescued him during COVID. I took the time to know and trust my transforming self, and I'm proud of that. I speak authoritatively on gut health and intuition because it's my thing, my specialty. I listen to others and support them and their thing. I learn and fail like a boss, and I laugh the entire time. I establish habits for myself and mean it, and forgive myself when I have a moment of shame or terror. I talk about things like voter education, racism, race, and sexual orientation because if I'm coaching clients on being their authentic selves, I'm going to be my authentic self as well. In return, I have my energy back. I'm mentally sharper. I feel confident and positive again, and I'm not constantly in pain or inflamed after eating. It's amazing what the mind can help the body do even after a week or two of just cutting your own bullshit. After several months, damn, the results can be astounding. <laughs> I mean, I just, I want my business and my services to feel like a safe space to anyone and everyone who needs it. 
I've even unfollowed and deleted from my bookmarks some powerful names in the game who used to be my mentors because their language and material felt opportunistic and unauthentic. I walk the walk and I talk the talk while encouraging others to do so. I also know when to take a seat and let others shine. And my gut health has responded accordingly because I'm mentally, emotionally, and physically standing in my truth. I'm able to support myself in establishing habits that serve me and developing intuition around my thoughts and gut health. See, I coach myself, y'all. <laughs> so part three, there is an increasing research behind gut health in general and with good reason. The mounting scientific evidence suggests that those with similar health conditions have similar gut microbiota, gut related or not. So those with IBS constipation versus IBS diarrhea would have slightly different gut microbiotas because their quote unquote gut DNA are causing different outcomes, constipation versus diarrhea. Same if you were to compare Crohn's disease with celiac disease. Talking about celiac disease for a moment, actually, not only is celiac disease highly genetic, but I can personally attest that I ate similarly to the other people in my household who have celiac disease. My mom didn't have it and she loved sweets. My three other family members have it and we love salty, savory foods. Coincidence? I mean, there is some research digging into food preferences and aversions and their significance, significances, but even as for diseases that aren't directly related to gut or food, Parkinson's disease, for example, it's been shown that these patients in particular have similar gut microbiota. Also, it's recommended to people who have MS to follow a specific diet to help with inflammation. And I've heard of several parents of children with autism who swear their child functions better on a diet that caters to their needs as well. You could surmise it's because each health condition has specific and unique symptoms, yet it's really not too far of a stretch to also surmise Maybe these health conditions have specific and unique symptoms due to a person's gut microbiota, which can also explain why there can be several people with, I don't know, pick a health condition, um, any one of them, and each one can fall within a certain spectrum. On top of that, let's just talk about the brain-gut axis. It's the connection between the central nervous system, the brain, and the enteric nervous system, the gastrointestinal tract. In fact, the enteric nervous system is referred to as the quote-unquote second brain. Why? The gut microbiota sends signals to the brain, and the brain sends signals back in a straight biodirectional path through nerve endings, the endocrine system, the the immune system and, and hormones, all of these reside in the gut. So when signals fly up to the brain, there is information being exchanged. And with this information comes thoughts and emotions. Yes, it's completely true that if you stub your toe, you can have tons of thoughts and feelings about that. 
However, your hormones aren't affected by your toe. You don't suddenly have irregular periods from stubbing your toe. And neither you don't have issues with your endocrine or immune system from stubbing your toe. Your nerve endings are sure affected, but that's it. <laughs> so, I mean, the gut does it all, just like the brain. And and it actually controls the brain. So circling back to the second uh, point and heading home, when you're in a downhill spiral of grief, shame, and misery, your gut feels, your gut feels it. And then your brain tells you to default to all the nasty habits you love to indulge in and make you comfortable. My habits were endless loaded tater tots, avoidance, massive action, angry, negative thoughts, undersleeping, oversleeping, and bourbon. Let's say your default habits are food deprivation and endless Peloton sessions, risky and unprotected pandemic sex, bottles of wine, rapid fire judgment of everyone and avoiding emotion, or maybe endless pizzas, Netflix, total communication isolation, crying while singing along to your favorite boy bands from high school and stopping your feelings while pretending you're living your best life in your sweatpants. This can affect your adrenals, your hormones, your blood pressure, blood sugar, and the ability to fight any type of infection and more. And it can affect your ability to see that you deserve better for yourself until you're ready. And that's the thing. Only you know when you're ready. Only you know when enough is enough. When you're tired of tired of feeling shame, tired of not feeling good enough, tired of feeling angry, or tired of feeling nothing at all, or engaging in thoughts, feelings, or behaviors that don't serve you at all. So where do you start when your mind and your gut start going wild? You get support. Allow yourself to be supported and don't feel bad about asking because everyone is going through a tough time. You're going through a tough time and you're asking for help. You're doing something about it, which is moving you forward. And the people who are able to and want to support you will be there. Who knows? Maybe someone sees your journey and feels inspired enough to go through their own journey. But at the time when you're in the water and you need to swim to safety, you need to think about how that's going to happen. You can only control your own self and it starts with you. You just cannot do it alone and you shouldn't have to. Afraid of talking to a friend or family member about things? Completely fine. And I get it. And really, sometimes friends and family unknowingly give you crappy advice anyways, or they perpetuate the very wounding you're trying to escape from. There are multiple resources out there now in which you can have sizable coupons off of mental health services, or you can check out your area for socially distanced support groups. And yes, think of health and life coaches as a very viable option as well. I confidently can tell you that if you're struggle busting in the mental health department, your nutrition and overall wellness habits aren't doing you any favors. All that specific nutrition talk I ranted about for four podcast episodes, also beneficial for your mental health. 
you don't have to have severe gut issues or autoimmune disease to hire a health coach. But if you keep going down the road of mentally and emotionally unavailable um, coping mechanisms to deal with life, you're going to end up with a gut issue, an autoimmune disease, or a little bit of everything. Let me help you in your journey. If you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm pretty intuitive, thorough, honest, and respectful regarding your thoughts, feelings, and what to do about them. We're heading further into voting season, COVID season, and a new take on cuffing season. And just to clarify, because a friend of mine didn't know what cuffing season is, (laughs) it's winter and where you purposely pick someone to date for the winter so you can keep warm. So FYI, cuffing season. (laughs) So mental health is in y'all and it is sexier than that custom made face mask you bought off the internet. And I dare say just as practical. Mental health brings on a whole new meeting behind show me yours and I'll show you mine. And it plants blessings in your life you wouldn't otherwise be able to receive from mulling in your own despair alone. Mental health isn't pretty, but the alternative is ugly. Failed relationships, fractured uh, family units, anger, hostility, alcoholism, and food addiction, high blood pressure, chronic IBS or ulcers, hair loss, infertility, mental illness, suicide. Give yourself the gift of self-love and compassion. Strengthen relationships and familiar, familial bonds. Self-awareness, a new job or business opportunity. A new relationship, a place in your community. A strong immune system and a healthy body that supports your dreams and endeavors. A purpose. This gift starts with support from those who have been there, who are ready and qualified to listen and understand your story and help you create a narrative that gives you hope and success in whatever you want to achieve. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my story, and I appreciate you all more than you know. Deep and Roots podcast covers elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of abundance instead of fear and going for what serves you. From time to time, I'll also cover what speaks to me, what's important in the moment, who's influenced my work, and even bring you interviews with like-minded business owners. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? what serves you. Also, don't be shy. Please visit me at www.deepandroots.com for more details on my health coaching business and the coaching services I offer and book a complimentary wellness breakthrough session. You can do so on my website and also on Facebook and Instagram by searching under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. To reach me on LinkedIn, search under my name. Kara Olker, K-A-R-A-O-E-L as in llama, K-E-R. Thank you so much for joining me.
and I will see you next time.